0: Welcome to today's episode of the Scottsdale Living Podcast. I'm Amber Enright, and I'll be your host today. And our guest speaker is my dear friend, Jenna Karwaski. Hello. She owns Jenna Karwaski Portrait, and she actually has two locations. She, I met you about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, And I want to tell the story about how we met really quick. I love it. So uh, Jenna, I met her at, there's another group, and it it used to be called Scottsdale Businesswomen. And she, I'm sitting at this table and we're at Mountain Shadows in the back of, it's like Hearth 51, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. You can see Camelback. We're just sitting there and a lot of women are introducing themselves to each other. And Jenna walks in (laughs) and she owned the entire room. I thought she knew everyone in there. She's like, hi, oh my gosh. It's so good to see you. That was the first thing that came out of her mouth. And it was like, we had been friends for like 10 years. It made me feel so warm and welcome. And ever since then, I realized, wow, one, I have amazing things to learn from this woman. (laughs) And number two, her confidence is through the roof. And I love women who have amazing Mm self-worth and self-confidence. So thank you for that. Like right off the bat, amazing. And then I wanna flip it to you and talk a little bit about your business yeah, first. thank you. But, uh, so Jenna Karwaski
1: Portrait. Correct. Tell me a little bit about your business. Well, it didn't start out as Jenna Karwaski Portrait. It started out as Perfect Image Productions, actually, back in 2005. Okay. So I was not a photographer. My husband was a hobbyist um, and he liked technology and he's got an entrepreneurial spirit and so While we were still dating, before we were even engaged, he was like, hey, do you want to start a business together?
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you frightened or excited?
1: I was excited. That's cute. I'd be like, oh, what? (laughs) I met this guy, and um, first of all, let me tell you, I said no. was like, that's a stupid idea because we weren't even engaged. I was like, I am not getting to start a business with a man that I'm dating. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't say that to him. I just said no. Well, like a month later he proposed and um, I was like, it's a great idea. I can stop working for corporate. That
0: That thing you brought up. (laughs) I was
1: working a customer service job and just like trying to grow up the corporate ladder as as high as somebody without a college education could, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was fine with that. But then as soon as I got into this with him, I realized this is my thing, not photography specifically, because I didn't know a lick about photography.
0: Wow. I love that, by the way. I've heard you say that many times. (laughs) And um, I think it's one of the most amazing things that I know so many people who have done amazing things and made wonderful money and supported their families and created their own stability. And you always go back to without a college degree. And I think that it's actually with... um, Drive. Yeah. I don't... And drive drive that I didn't realize that I had. I think that's the most amazing thing. I agree. So many people need to be spoon-fed things. (laughs) And I do agree with like, for example, law and medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are many people out there who did waste a lot of time and money on a degree that they probably don't use or don't use to fulfill as much joy and meaning and purpose as you do with photography. So um, something else is... If you've ever seen photos of me that look amazing, they were all done by Jenna. Um, (laughs) They're on my story right now. Uh, I have some, um, actually, so the day that we did my first business headshots together, Mm -hmm. Jenna was like, we have to do this. And I was like, oh my gosh. So we were planning it for like a couple of months. Mm -hmm.
1: Can I just interject there for a second mm because I have to take it back to you and we'll, I'm sure, revisit this later. But when I met Amber, I adored her right away, but I didn't know who she was. I didn't know that she was a part of anything. She Mm -hmm. actually um, came to a networking event that I was throwing at my house um, two weeks later. For autism. For autism. It was, you know, I was like I barely knew anybody and the best way to know people and get to know people is to throw yourself into the crowd. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. You came to that. And then I found out you were a part of Scott Still Living. And I was like, you know, I'm growing my business here just now. I think that she's influential and I freaking love the energy of this woman. So I don't just do free, you're incredible. <laughs> I don't just do free shoots. I do mm-hmm. free shoots with the um, intention of giving back to somebody without any expectation. Or in this case, it was like, hey, she's awesome. I think that she's a part of a good networking group Mm -hmm. and I need to try something in my new studio space that I had just kind of carved out out of my home. Um, And so you agreed to do it. And Mm -hmm. we created the most incredible images with nothing but like four walls and a desk that I dragged into the studio.
0: It was actually, so let me tell you a little bit about the experience from my end, because you know, for people who don't understand what photography can be, sometimes it's a phone call where they're like, okay, well, what are you looking for? And then where do you want to do a shoot? And then, so you're kind of creating it yourself without a lot of guidance, but they're like, so we're going to go here, here and here. And then they kind of direct you, but not like Jenna. (laughs) Jenna made, she collected some information. Then she sent me a Pinterest board with the information that I had submitted. And then she asked me to also contribute to the Pinterest board. This was outfits. It was um, actually postures Mm -hmm. of a a message that I was trying to convey. It was facial expressions. Mm -hmm. It was um, colors. And then I also, she was very kind in basically going through the hundred photos that I sent her and kind of confirming which outfits might work. Mm -hmm. Well, another thing that was going on was not just these business ones. And basically I had a two hour shoot. Mm It went so seamlessly. <laughs> I came in, I had all my stuff, my props, all these things. I hung my clothes up and I think I got 300 images out of this two hour <laughs> shoot. And not Which just images. Which is not normal. Right. They were, I mean, she just, the, she showed me one of them off the camera and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was fantastic. So without a lot of work behind the scenes, you, the work that you were doing behind the lens yeah. was amazing. But Thank you. the even more sentimental part to me She didn't know at the time that she asked me that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And these are great photos for me because they're memory photos. Mm -hmm. And um, the feelings that I have about these photos, I mean, I was crying in the shoot because I was so excited to show these photos to my family and to my partner at the time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And um, the way that I felt, I feel it when I look at these pictures. It's so it touches my heart. I yeah. looked at them last night. Mm. They were so good. Oh, um, and actually, Mendy Hoffman, who, uh, she just closed her shop at She Owned Philosophy Velocity. Style mm-hmm. Bar, and she's an amazing woman with a big heart. She let me raid her closet and <laughs> the, the outfit that I was wearing was outfit. hers and then you helped me just like clip something mm-hmm. on the back and it, I mean, just in your front yard, yeah. like, made me feel like a queen and look like exactly what I, I, it felt like everything that I had in my purpose and my body at that time was mm-hmm. showing in the photo.
1: I love that. And it made my family cry. Like, yeah. it was so cute. Um, and but, then photos like that, they only increase in value with yes. time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's amazing what a picture can do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, huh. <laughs> okay back to serious town, <laughs> the other photos that you did for my business, you mm-hmm. didn't just do for me, you did yeah. product photos. And then you also, my, one of my massage therapists at the mm-hmm. time came in and she is a fireball. So <laughs> she literally has a table where she's like up on the thing. And she's like, "Rah!" and I had my, my cousin come in as the table model. And like, you just, everything I possibly could have wanted out of that shoot happened. Mm-hmm. It happened in a timely manner. You kept it organized like we went through every emotion that day and I left on a high from how fun it was. I love that. It was so cool. I like put my hat on, took a photo (laughs) like I was actually going to my um, an ultrasound appointment like Mm -hmm. that day. I it's vivid for me. It was Mm -hmm. so cool. I didn't know all of that. Yeah. So it was it was so amazing. And uh, the second time. Was not all that different. So you had a peer <laughs> space in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. This studio was amazing. We had a whole bunch of different sets to it's use. My favorite studio it besides was my own. Gorgeous. <laughs> we had Monica Hershoff, who's actually on the other side mm-hmm. of the office right here, and then your other friend, Ashley. Ashley. Yes. Evans. Evans. Ashley yes. Evans. Listen, actually, you had three redheads in the room. I did. Why did you? That's a, like a tsunami. I know. Of oh, so Ashley Ashley Evans was
1: there, and then my friend Lee. Oh, Lee. that was so Lee much was fun. the other redhead.
0: Lee. Yes. Yes. Okay. And she had a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. Fire these, all the way. F- all fire. Yes. It was
1: so. It wasn't even was intentional. And, and why I didn't just, get like, you all together.
0: Oh, was I so mean, fun. Yeah. We my- did like romantic. <laughs> we did personal. We did fun. We did hobby. We did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, eye intensity. It was all the things. <laughs> but like the one other thing that Jenna offers is like she literally, I had never had posing coaching. Mm hmm. I didn't even know what that meant. It's, and after the first time, I was like, yeah. oh, wow, I've showed people mm-hmm. these little tips that you gave me yeah, about how to sit yeah. and how
1: to work the camera. And I was like, what? Didn't even work think of the that. Camera? Yeah. yeah. How sexy. Well, you think of professional models. Their job is to know exactly what to do, where to look, how to be, where the light is, what the photographer wants without the photographer even telling you half the time. And that's just not that's not normal everyday people Mm -hmm. and I photograph normal everyday people. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I have an incredible mentor. It's an online mentor, Sue Bryce. She, um, took me from just being technically okay taking a camera or taking a camera and photographing somebody, um, and maybe getting a good shot of people that go, Oh, look, I look photogenic to, um, controlling everything and knowing that i 'm capable of creating an incredible image of somebody, regardless of how comfortable they are in front of a camera it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole lesson all on its own, just learning how to pose people so that was really important to me that i've spent and continue to spend a lot of time on um, perfecting for people. you made me feel like I knew what I was doing, and i didn't <laughs> so I think anybody that can do that
0: like you don't know your craft until you can teach it to someone yeah, my parents used to always oh, well, could you teach it to me? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know it? Okay, yeah. well, can you teach it to me? And we'd have this conversation. And if you could explain it to someone where they could understand without knowing anything more, mm-hmm. you knew your craft. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I just think you've absolutely mastered. It made me feel so comfortable. Yeah, And people would never know how uncomfortable I was trying to get photos taken of myself. And I don't yeah. think anybody would think that now because they've seen what you can do. Yeah, And so you taught me so many, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't even know if I would be able to do these podcasts without that confidence to be in front of a camera like that. Don't you just love how all of those things lead in? We- yeah. How do, like I said, I knew from the very first minute I had so many things to learn from you. Mm. So it's it's really cool that we get to do this today too. Yeah. I just, I'm grateful. Um, it. And it's cool to get to showcase somebody that's amazing <laughs> and talented and beautiful and a super mom and a super wife. <laughs> and... um I don't know how you do it all. So talk about family. What has this looked like? So you've had a business. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even in Arizona. So talk about that transition and how that's going.
1: So I started in Washington in 2005, started photographing weddings with my husband. He was the business guy um, and he was the photographer. I don't even think it was um, until maybe six, 10 months in um, that I actually put a camera in my hand because my husband would take the photos, but I would walk over to the couple and I would pose them for their engagement photos or the wedding photos or the group photos of like 50 people at the wedding. Um, I was the um, um, the coordinator for the wedding and I did all of the corresponding with the clients. I was basically the reason that the clients hired us because I was the personality of it, mm-hmm. I was the connector, the emotional person, um, and John did that. well when I would ask him to pose somebody or uh, take a photo this way because that's how I posed him and I'd look at the photo and he'd go, no, you can't do what you're thinking you can do. And I was like, give me a camera. Give me the camera, you can't (laughs) see what I can see. Exactly. Um, But I didn't know what to do with that camera. I shot with um, disposable cameras, point and clicks and you remember those 110 cameras? The best, the best, the best. (laughs) Waterproof cameras, you know. Um, And so it took me a long time and I am not... um, like inherently I am not technically savvy. Okay. So John gave me a couple pointers. First, he handed me a book and he's like, here, read this. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know what this, you know, I'm more of a hands-on person who I am actually has come through the process of learning, you know, all of these, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. Um, so I slowly learned, you know, I put my my camera on manual and um, actually, no, I didn't. I did it on aperture priority because that was like the easiest way to go. I don't know oh, what any of that means. So it's good okay. Job. So it's, it's, the, um, it's the function that creates a cool depth of field. People okay. will be like, oh, that's a professional photo. Now the iPhones do it. They've got the portrait mode. Well, that's oh. that's aperture. So when you've got the blurred background, that is, you know, how shallow that's or... That's my favorite. I, I know. So when, go to go back really quick on when you're like, when you can teach somebody, that's when you know that you're a master of your craft. Well... I knew what I needed to know to do what I needed to do for like six, seven years doing weddings. I slowly learned how to shoot manual, which means you're telling the camera exactly what to do. You're not letting the camera decide how much light is there. How much depth do you want? Do you need to be able to capture something, you know, um, still, even if it's moving like a flying bird? Um, And so I had to learn all that. And my brain does not just pick that up. It took those thousands and thousands, Mm -hmm. 300 weddings that we did over, Mm -hmm. over 10 years, um, to become proficient in, in what I do. Um, and so that took me a long time, but I had no idea how much more growth that I still had to go. Um, and when we quit doing weddings in like 2012, 2013, we had a brick and mortar studio, um, Right after 2008, we thought it was a great idea to open up a brick and mortar because our business was going well, even though the world was going to hell in a handbasket financially. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it only, it took another like 10 months for the market to come back and hit us when we'd had like a $10,000 a month commitment to this space. So that's another story all in itself. So we went through all of that, which was great because I got to learn so much about um, what it looked like to actually run a business. Um, and again, my husband was doing most of the business stuff. I was still doing the people things. Our daughter was practically raised in the studio. She (laughs) would take her naps there. She would go to bed there in the shoot studio in a pack and play. And then at two o'clock in the morning after we were done meeting with clients, done editing, done doing all the emails, we would drive back home, sleep for a few hours and come back and do it again.
0: (laughs) Okay. So that's, yeah, yeah, kind of how it was living like the business. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it, it is amazing because so many people do not understand the dedication and the time that it takes for business owners to do the business. It's not just about the product. It's about <laughs> it's so the business little about surviving. the product. Yeah, like. and how much time you have to carve out outside of that. And it's a massive sacrifice. It, it's a massive sacrifice. Yeah. And you're also trying to make sure that you're creating something that you can mm-hmm. create stability for yourself. Yeah. You don't rely on other people Mm -hmm. and you're creating it, not just for you, you're creating it for the generation underneath you of, you know, something that you can build and you could hand off, you could sell it. A lot of times you're like building something that you can, it's your own
1: nest egg that you've created. Yeah. And as we were ending our wedding photography career um, and my husband was done, we got burnt obviously when you take a financial Mm nosedive because of the market and whatever. Um, We got out of that, and he just went back to his nine-to-five job, which Mm. was awesome. And I got to dive back into just being mom full-time, and I had um, a lot of wedding clients that would come back because they were starting families, and they're like, oh, will you do my photos? And I'm like, I'm going to be a portrait photographer. Cute. So I got to do that slowly, which was beautiful. So like, when my daughter was sleeping, I would work a little, and um, as that grew, I realized this was mine. God gave me this opportunity because this was my calling. Aww. But I had no idea, even, even in the first handful of years doing this with my husband, I didn't know that this was my thing. Mm-hmm. Photography wasn't my thing. People were my thing, and they still are, which is why I'm so passionate about it, which is why even through losing all of that time and money from the ventures that we took trying to grow our business um, only made it stronger. It made me realize I will fight. I will do whatever I need to do to make this happen because this is who I am. Wow. Um, Side note,
0: (laughs) as you were telling that story, your eyes like literally, (laughs) I swear they got greener. Um, It's really cool to see when somebody's just so like, this is your calling. This is your passion. It's not just something that you got good at and you were like, oh, I can make money doing this. Mm You love it. And I do. You, like, you can feel that in the photos. Jenna says, I'm going to take the best photos you've ever seen of yourself. It's true. And <laughs> it is it, true. It's really true. And it's really, really cool. Yeah.
1: It's really cool. Like, it's a statement that took something. me a long time to, um, like, I felt that for a long time, but I'm like, oh my gosh, what if somebody is like, no, I really hate this? And then I'd be like, I'm a liar. I am <laughs> such an honest person that I would probably sit in a corner and cry if somebody's like, you're a liar. Well, really, <laughs> really, like, I mean, there's so much more to it now, but like, how much you learn about yourself as you're growing. Like, I have had one person in the last two years go, nope, I don't like them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I can, t- I know why. I know why. It's through the process that I've created over all of these years, when you have a custom photo shoot with me, a custom session, we go through everything. We go through who you are, what you like, what you don't like, your comfort, your discomfort. I'll share some of mine. Like We're literally almost having a therapy session (laughs) because we're creating a relationship. Uh I can probably get one of your favorite photos ever if we don't have a relationship just because of my skill and my abilities with people. But if you go through the process Like there's no way you're not going to freaking love your photos. Yeah. And to me that's the payment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the way that my business works is people only buy what they love. They're not like, here, here's all your photos for this. If you want one photo, you get one photo. Mm -hmm. And I have no expectation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. If you love one photo more than anything, I win. I mean you win. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've done my job. (laughs) And that's really I mean, it comes back to like, how do you walk away leaving your photo shoot? Do you feel amazing? Do you feel seen? Do you feel valued? Are you so excited to see the photo? Mm-hmm. And then when you do, are you so excited to put it out there and share it? You know, and on a business perspective, like you can't wait to make that the new face of of your business. Mm-hmm. And on a personal, you've got the most incredible, beautiful Facebook profile photo ever. I and do. I love it. I'm I obsessed know. with it. And then there's like. Tens of twenties of hundreds of comments, and I'm like sitting in the background going, "Oh my gosh, I helped them to feel that."
0: Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent true, and it's it's just kind of insane how you take something so static, <laughs> and you put a person in, and you draw so much yeah. out of like their eyes, you know, and it's it's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, but Thank um, you. so how do you balance? You know, you have you have a husband, yeah. you have Ellie, yeah. you know, and John and Ellie are supportive and mm-hmm. then you also are supporting them and now school just started and you're doing the bus back and forth thing yep. and homework and yep. how do you balance no all this? bus i get to take her to and from right yes. you are the bus yes
1: you're the bus your mom bus i'm mom bus uh-huh. and now she's in high school so i'm mom busing through a bunch of high schoolers driving almost hitting oh, me every day gosh. and i'm like Ugh. but I, I won't make her sit on the bus for an hour to and from school wow. i just won't do it
0: where is she going
1: she goes to westwood she's in the ib progr- program I don't know what that means. It's, I'm going to say it wrong, International Baccalaureate. It is like this really oh, cool program that. Um, like a free college? Kind of. Cool. Yeah. So like the class she's in now in ninth grade, she's got juniors and seniors in those class. That's their honors. Cool. Yeah. So it's basically very much academically focused where if she decides to go to college, she'll have her pick and mm-hmm. they have scholarships that will pay for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: she's a great singer. I got she's- to see you do karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see John sit in the chair while you were like, "Yes!" Uh, it was so much fun, and yeah. I had like the best time getting to know you and your family. You guys are always like hosting things. Yeah,
1: we uh, love we love serving great people. Yeah, we have a
0: giant sorrow in the yard named Bob.
1: <laughs> it's like literally He's just a couple hundred years old. He's got to be what like. I'm not very good at, I don't know how. how to 50 age sorrows. That's well, not in my skill set, but he's he, huge. He has five or six arms, something like that. And part of the top of him had fallen off many years ago. So he was like top seven pat. feet. <laughs> top Thankfully it wasn't while we lived there, but no. okay. yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> we get off topic. <laughs> Work life balance. Um, I don't know if there's ever like a really, really perfect way to do work-life balance. You have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's trial and error and not giving up. Um, and it yeah. changes, you're right? And it changes seasonally based on um, what your family's doing. So, you know, when we lived in Washington, my husband was working for a startup tech company and he was working 18 hour days. Mm -hmm. So my work days were 100 percent while she was at school. But I was also volunteering on the PTO. So I kind of split it that way. But I chose how much business to do based on how much time I had. Mm -hmm. That's one of the beautiful things about doing what I do is I don't have to. I mean, the business is not going to run me. Mm-hmm. I'm running the business. Listen, it's Friday and we're doing podcasting. Hell yeah.
0: I have a business, you have a business, and we're doing this stuff. Yeah. And it's really cool to be able to be flexible like yeah. that. Like, uh, sometimes when I realize that I'm being overly addicted to my work, <laughs> I have to step back and I'm like, wait a minute. I said I was going to stop working on Fridays yeah. at 2 p.m. yeah. I said that because I know that I have three hours worth of something that I need to do and or I'm insane Mm -hmm. by the time that I finished at Friday at 2.
1: Exactly. And I have
0: to keep my promise to myself for these things. Mm -hmm. And only these two conditions will change that. Yeah. Um, You know, so I remember, you know, working seven days a week. And every entrepreneur has that story where they're like, they finally let it click. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the big reward was finding when they could turn a little bit of me time on or family time on. Or Oh,
1: hallelujah to that. Yeah. That took forever. And now I love my work more. Now I love my work and, um, I'm a happier person, you know, like, um, after my husband was done doing the startup, he got furloughed, you know, good old COVID, right. Mm -hmm. We swapped roles. And I was like, well, let me see if I can hustle and strum up something within my business, um, which I did. There was a lot of seniors that were no longer getting to have a prom or a graduation. So my business picked up with seniors, headshots and branding, which is mm-hmm. around the time that I was like, ooh, I really need to get into this market. Because I was doing primarily portraits, just you know, personal portraits before that. Um, and so as I was doing that, like, I started getting burnt out a little bit. <laughs> Why are you laughing?
0: No, I was like wiping my nose and thinking, I hope that's not on the whole shot. And you're trying to tell your story. And I'm like taking a drink and wiping my nose. (laughs) It's real life, right? Yeah. Like this is just conversation. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, "Mm -hmm." we're on a podcast, but it is a video.
1: And back to your story about seniors. (laughs) Uh, So when I was working, um, I was starting to feel burnout. And so that's when part of my personal life started to grow in that I was like, I need what I need. What does Jenna need? And mm-hmm. as a mom and as women in general, I think a lot of times we put that on the back burner. <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. And That could um, be a whole episode. It Yes. <laughs> so one of the things with my mentor is she was not just a photography mentor or business mentor. She was a self-value mentor, a all of the things like she's literally changed my life. She actually moved here to Arizona like 2 months before I did and I didn't even realize it wow. she was coming. I know. That's super, cool. super random. Um but I've still yet to meet her in person. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but um I started making time for myself and demanding it, which is not always easy when you've lived a decade plus being a certain way within your family. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I started pulling that time back for myself, which allowed me then to give back more to my husband, to my daughter, and to my business. Mm-hmm. So now that's an you know integral part of, of what I do. Um, so just this year, when you're talking about working seven days a week and all of that, I knew that with my daughter going into high school, I wanted to get back involved in being a part of her, the school stuff, so PTO, PTA. Um, So I started taking steps to implement better workflows so that I only was working three days a week where those are the only days I schedule anything. Those Mm -hmm. are the only days that I do shoots or have meetings. And then Friday and Monday are either me time or time to dedicate to my family. So the other things that you do that people might not know is you also help run Scottsdale living women's
0: edition. And so she's now part of the Scottsdale living team. So do you want to talk at all about, <clears throat> you know, obviously you had great energy coming in and it is like, it's a time commitment. People yeah. don't realize that this is a volunteer <clears throat> position. Yeah. It's You've never like, no, no, never a dollar, yeah. but it's cool and it's valuable and it, it is a community. Yeah. It's a true community. So you know, people that are listening to this podcast might know that, but also people who haven't really been into the community events right? right. Um, I think may not really get it.
1: I think it's the people that are going to get it are the people who get something out of being around people. It's not about what can Scott Still Living do for you or mm-hmm. what can being a moderator for Scott Still Living Women's do for you. Mm-hmm. It is putting yourself out there to serve them in whatever manner might Come have up. the need at, at the time. Yes. You know, and um, I mean, I'm not an idiot. I know that like if I'm going to pour my time into something, I have to know that what am I going to get back? Is it going to fulfill me on a personal level, mm-hmm. spiritual level, emotional level, professional level? And as far as Scott Still Living goes, I will just say, check oh. all of it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that's for me. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be valuable to somebody who doesn't find value in community or in um, serving others first. So true. I don't think. So since,
0: since so you started your business before you joined Scottsdale Living yes. and then you've been in Scottsdale Living for about a year and a half. A year and a half. Has, yeah. it, has it impacted you? Has it impacted your business?
1: <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing right now with my time had I not um, met you that one night um, because <laughs> you you were the gateway. Cool. You were literally the gateway and it was... Um, it wasn't an accident I fully believe that mm-hmm. we were supposed to be here in Arizona I fully believe that was when I was supposed to go that was the very first networking anything I've done here in Arizona wow. and I met you and it all came from that I just was blessed that this awesome person that I met was so connected mm-hmm. and genuine with the connections that she makes with other people um, and then Thank there you was for that. I you're Another podcast all on its own. I'm going to host one tooting, tooting how awesome Amber is. Tooting. <laughs> Thank you. You're doing it. Yeah. We're going to say toot a, again episode of tooting. One full tooting episode. It. I love it. But um, no, it's been one of the main reasons. Actually, it, it, I could say it all stems from Scott Still Living. Oh, that's cool. Because um, not only did it open me up to this community um, that I got to be a part of it growing, I know it was around before I came on board, but I think the growth has really been in the last, you know, 12, 16 months. Mm -hmm. And um, to be a part of it's been fantastic. It's opened me up to another networking group that we're a part of. And it's the only reason that now, any time somebody asks for a photographer of any kind, but specifically headshots and branding, my name gets put out there. Oh, you are absolutely. and over. Yeah, you're blown up because it's like, I
0: mean, everybody has seen your work now. Yeah. And you are like our very, in my opinion, our very best headshot photographer. Mm, thank you. I have also gotten to experience it. Yeah. So maybe I have total bias in saying <laughs> that, but I also love, I love recommending people that I have done business with. Right. So that's something for me. And that's actually how I got involved in Scottsdale yeah. Living. So I didn't want to just recommend Did you know people. that you were going to be like a
1: networking Never. kind of person? No, I yeah. just,
0: honestly, it was a little bit about humble marketing for me because I knew I also wanted to grow my business mm-hmm. and I knew who I could recommend and I started doing that and it was just kind of behind the scenes. And then when John had an opening, he actually can look on the groups and see who's done what, the most commenting and who's gotten the most responses and how they interact. And so- that is actually i think probably why i was added into it and yeah. then my responsibility level was i was spending a good amount of time doing that part now my role has shifted from managing you know people on a group to mm-hmm. managing people in person and helping make sure that people feel connected yeah. and seeing what i can do to help them i mean john doring is amazing at yeah. that he literally yeah. Ben's over Backford for people all you the time. You never see him
1: because he's always behind the scenes unless yeah, you is. come to one of the meetings, but he's doing ever I I mean, we need well, to interview him.
0: 47,000 people <laughs> in the main group, Yeah, um, 14,000 business owners. If you had even 40, a third 000. of those, yeah. which I think it's more than that, reaching out every month to ask for something, it actually can become very overwhelming and hard to handle because you kind of have to go through like a triage system of yeah. like, What is this for? Is it real? Unfortunately, we've had a lot of like scammers in the group Mm -hmm. that are looking for something that we really can't offer them. And so showing up to a meeting where we can see you and get to know you a little bit, an event where you're kind of putting your time in front of us so that we can also help time manage because- I would love to have a one-to-one with 1400 yeah. members. Yeah. But if they're not willing to come to a meeting, I really cannot time management. No. I I I just can't time manage it. But having other people on the team like you that are so friendly that people are willing to reach out to and yeah. say, "Hey, I'd love to do this with you. I'm working on this mm-hmm. project." It helps it helps So much, you would have no idea how important your role is. Yeah. Um, Like.
1: Well, I mean, and I get to reach out to every new member Mm -hmm. that joins Scottsdale Living Business. Mm -hmm. um, And don't ever send me an instant message on on <laughs> messenger because sometimes i have like 20 that i send out to yes. and then another 20 and then they respond and then if you send me a personal message mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like way down there yeah i don't know what my email yeah. does it just I, keeps it just keeps building and you and yeah ah. um but the really cool thing about that is and I just let it happen organically. Like I throw out there to them, like, "Hey, welcome!" I give them the letter. Um, with a lot of women, sometimes I'll feel drawn to some more than others because mm-hmm. I don't have time to do it to every single one. Mm-hmm. But I might just pick, you know, poke them one extra time, be like, "Hey, we're doing this thing in the women's um, in the women's group. Would you like to come?" Or you know, a little bit of a personal mm-hmm. touch, and that's beautiful. Like you're good at that. You've gotten to know like a lot of business owners that yeah. were like restaurants, other yeah.
0: And and I I do think that you're drawn to like uh people that had personalities like yours like yeah. big strong like female energy mm-hmm. that and, and men too yeah. you find the kindest people <laughs> you know you did uh steven pam Vale branch and yeah. their son logan and you know i just you you naturally attract people like a flower and it's really cool to watch you in your like bloomed states and um it's awesome. I think you definitely belong in that like that role and you connect well with women which you probably I don't even know if I've shared this but I actually struggle with that piece. Mm-hmm. And so it was something it was you know it was again as you grow and you go into yeah. new areas and you have different projects you you go through these growth phases and so I learn a lot every single time I interact with women. Yeah. Um I interact with business owners I learn something every well, time just so like I don't always do it Well, it's just right. you're
1: you're learning more as you take, you know, walk through another door within, you know, the got still living um or w- really with anything Any else. Any of them. right? But I learned how much I love networking mm-hmm. because it's not just business. It. It's, I mean, it's I didn't because know I was I'm either. super relational Yeah, you're, you're really and good at it. you know, like not everybody can be my best friend, but <laughs> like, I want everybody to feel like they have a best friend in me when I'm in front of them. Yeah. Because you
0: give them the, your time, your eye yeah. contact, your energy. Yeah.
1: And who can I connect you to? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're really great at that, like on a business end. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to like, I'm inspired by you all the time thank you all the time for f- absolutely Dang, girl power Dang. all up in this
0: episode <laughs> let's Can we reach get it, it. yes oh,
1: yeah <laughs> try not to touch the
0: microphone because I usually mess this thing I up I didn't I already in 0.2 saw that seconds. Episode. I'm like ah <laughs> coffee sneeze wipe the nose good um, we should come up with like a little jingle <laughs> yeah, <laughs> coffee sneeze definitely. wipe the nose it's like the wallet watch <laughs> anyway um so how do we <laughs> get in contact with you if we want to experience the Jenna Karwaski portrait experience, yes. how well, do we do it?
1: Well, the best way is um, through my contact form on my website, which is um, jennakportrait.com. Um, because then that goes right into my CRM. And if you're a small business owner, you know that anything that you can like make work without you having to do anything extra is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, or my email is info at jennakportrait.com. I'm also... Jenna uh, Karwaski portrait on Facebook and just Jenna Karwaski on Instagram, mm-hmm. K-A-R-W-O-S-K-I.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Love it. And then um, do you want to talk a little bit about your studio space and where it is?
1: Yeah. So um, because we did the brick and mortar, um, I back then I said, never, never, ever, ever doing a brick and mortar again. Now I'm going to tell you now that that's not actually going to be <laughs> I'll invest in some property at some point. Cool. Um but currently it is at my home. I have this incredible Beautiful third bay home. I mean, we are at the base of Los Andes Mountain, like right by Tonto National Forest. So if you want desert photos, we're only seven minutes away. Um, right by Swirl Lake. Yep. They're all out there. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. so beautiful. Um, and then the studio space is great. It's um, both sides of the garage are air conditioned mm-hmm. and super comfortable. Like and split conditioned, you know, like real air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Like real <laughs> AC. Um, and so I have that space that I use regularly because it's just so convenient to be able to pop out there for simple headshot sessions or, um, a, a portrait session. Um, and then I have a great studio space that I ra- uh, rent on a regular basis in central Phoenix, which is an incredible space. I mean, I drool in envy every time I go there a little bit, but I'm just so, so blessed that it's accessible
0: to yeah, me when I need it. It's really yeah. cool. Um, is there anybody in the community that's had a big impact on you and, or anybody that you'd just like to shout out from, you know, any of this stuff that you're growing and doing and want to say hi to
1: yeah, so um, my favorite person who has done all of those things is Amber Enright. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know you were going to ask that, but like literally, I was, literally, I was searching like, my brain um, for a second. I'm like, duh. I just saw Kristen from
0: Mozpa's last night yes. and her portrait photos for her family. Yeah. And her little daughter, Spencer. I know. I love little Spence. My daughter oh. loves little Spence. She. Has, like, a little a whole thing where she thinks that I'm an actual princess. Ariel. And so right? yeah. every time I meet with Kristen, we do, like, a little hi, baby Spencer Aww. video. And it's, like, it's so much fun. Like, I love being The relationships that
1: come out of of this networking group has been phenomenal. So cool. So phenomenal. Yeah. Best friends. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the best
0: friends I think I've ever made in my, like, real adulthood out in the real world have probably come from this and we yeah. just it comes from this like common theme of we have to support yes. each other in the most impactful way with our time.
1: Yeah. And like-minded ah, in business knowing what it's like to have that balanced struggle all the time so and not wasting time about it. Uh-huh. Cuz we don't have the time to waste.
0: Exactly. And it's not all about the feeling, it's about getting things done. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one thing where I love to throw emotion around and I love emotions. But on the business, business end of things, there is a lot that needs to be done and you yes. cannot give all of it to everyone. So, you know, showing up for yourself mm-hmm. at some of these things
1: is really, really crucial. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it fills a personal bucket as well. You know, I'm yeah. not- Check, check, check. When, when you're not seeing me at, you know, Scott's still living. I'm at home doing work. Like Mm -hmm. I don't go out and have cocktails and I don't Mm -hmm. go out and do all of these. Well, I do. (laughs) We did for karaoke. We did for karaoke. We may have
0: had a cocktail at gallery bar. A couple of bottles. So fun with G man. (laughs) And it was so much fun. Yeah. We have great events. We do.
1: We do third Friday of every month, right?
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We try second or third Friday. And then, like, we have community events. But anyway, I really want to thank you so thank much you for being on today, mm-hmm. for being part of the group, for bringing amazing energy every time you show up. Um, I love I, I, love the portrait of you as, like, a great woman for the community, mm-hmm. um, somebody that people can come to. I just I want to say thank you. And then thank, thank you. you also for your work. I hope that this brings you personal business yeah. and yeah. a lot of friendships because yeah. I think once people – get to know a little bit more about us, it really opens this whole thing where it does. people you didn't know- Knocks down the wall if there yeah. was one. Yeah, they reach out and they're like excited because they know something and they're ready to connect with you in a better way. And yeah. I always think that that's, that's a little bit more fulfilling as well. So Absolutely. thank you so much, I Jenna. You. You're amazing. You. Yeah, we'll have you on again. Yeah. <laughs> that's been our episode today of the Scottsdale Living Podcast. We'll see you again soon. Bye.